Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Because people will come to me with this idea of what they want, right? Which we all start with an idea of what we want in anything, right? And, you know, then you got to start connecting that person with the idea with the right place, the right time, the right people, right? You got to connect them to vendors and the, the destination and where it's all going to happen, where this magic is going to be birthed, right? And you kind of guide them through this process of like sending the right messages and, you know, visualizing this entire experience before it's even something you can touch, you know? So, I went through guiding each and every client through this process that I believe, you know, we as humans that, you know, work within the law of attraction, the, the you know, with the universe, um, it's the same process, you know, uh, it's getting clear, it's knowing what you want, it's surrendering, you know, it's problem solving all the, the events that fall in your lap, right, good and bad, and, and experiencing magic, you know. How you day, how you day. That was the voice of Jenny Chang, and this has got to be, got to be one of my favorite episodes to date. And it, you, you'll hear why. I mean, the energy was just palpable. We were vibing off each other, and we were just in the element of understanding what can happen when you are in the flow. And when you're in the flow, you're doing what it is that you're supposed to do, right? You're not letting the world determine who you are. You are determining who you are to the world. And her path as you'll see, <laughs> is is one where she had to learn that. And once she learned that, she became so unapologetic. And that is my wish for many of you, and all of you actually, be unapologetic about who you are. Hopefully, who you are is adding value to the world. But that idea, that beautiful alchemy that comes when you discover who you are, whew, hmm, hmm, hmm. Look, look at me. I'm ready to go into that place. I'm so excited. But, I, I, you know, I don't even want to say anything else. I just want you to listen to the episode. Check it out. And you know what to do. Leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcast. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads. And today I have an energetic, amazing guest. Her name is Jenny Chang. Now, some of you might know Jenny Chang is JC but she's an entrepreneur to multiple experiential firms, a mind and soul set podcaster, coach, an intuitive writer, and a growing influencer on TikTok and beyond. Welcome to the show, Jenny. Thank you. That was a grand entrance. <laughs> hey, where's the champagne? I'm about that. Thank you, you Tyler. pop the champagne right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, but you... you, you <sighs> You got to let us in. How did you, uh, you know, get into this? You know, because if I'm looking at my life when I was young, I didn't quite know if I would end up here, but I knew that I wanted to be doing what I'm doing, if that makes any sense. Mm, I didn't know that there was absolutely. There, right. But right. What, what about you? How did you break through those traditional roles that society usually ascribes to us and decide that this is the path you wanted to take? Yeah. No, I, um, I love that. I, I, I love this question specifically, Tayo, because it helps me really navigate myself to take us back to the beginning, which I believe is a very important space for a lot of us entrepreneurs and creators to go back to, right? Uh, specifically when we are willing to, um, you know, applaud ourselves for the journey, not just the outcomes, right? Um, so I was 19 when I first started my business. Uh, I started a company called Rockin' Events, and it's 
it's basically an experiential firm. Uh, we expanded out to San Francisco and New York, and we were just producing a lot of great events. You know, uh, we got into luxury weddings, we got into corporate events, we got into tech events. Um, you know, a lot of gaming events. I mean, there was really no limit on what it is that we produced. Um, and so I, you know, starting the company, I really, I think more interestingly enough that I feel like a lot of people don't know is that I didn't have previous experience uh, as a business owner. Um, I didn't have a bachelor's uh, in business and marketing and pretty much anything. Um, I had an associate's degree in visual communication uh, that really just kind of taught me how to plan and, and do some space planning and design. Um, but other than that, I just kind of had this fascination of being able to manifest experiences, you know, yeah. and, uh, and one of the biggest, I would say, hungers to really kind of get this off the floor was um, this, this passion of mine uh, that revolves around experiential marketing, which is in essence, event marketing, right? Um, and, um, you know, we live in such a digitally inclined world, right? And so uh, going back to the beginning to when it all began for all of us, you know, event marketing is essentially us being together, right? Uh, us sitting around the campfire, telling stories, sharing memories, you know, building relationships, you know, making connections, right? Right. And so uh, and that will never go away. Right. And obviously today, that's the one thing that we're suppressed of and that we miss the most is just being together again, whether that's for a simple networking event or not. So I love gathering people together and I love taking someone's idea and I love creating life into that. And so um, I started a business that revolved heavily around those experiences and um, I kind of just got obsessed, you know, Taya, like, you know, like entrepreneurs and creators, we get obsessed with creating, you know, yeah. like once we create something, we get obsessed with creating it, you know, and so uh, or at least teaching others how to create. Right. And so I started, I, you know, started a couple other companies, uh, Rockin' University that helped me really build other future event planners and producers from ground up level. Um, I started an app that's basically the Uber of wedding planning. And I kind of just, you know, continue to create from there. And uh, as far as like the pivot, right, uh, I think what's really important is to understand that like, you know, I'm only one years old when it comes to the influential market, you know, and being an influencer. Um, uh, and uh, but but 12 years old, you know, in terms of being an entrepreneur. And so um, I don't know, man, I feel like going into this new world where I had to pivot, you know, to really save my companies. I activated the survival instinct in me to, to really put myself on the map, you know, and, and not hide behind the companies and just keep building scientifically. Instead, I decided once this is all up and running again, I got to market it and I'm going to market it with my voice. Post to a couple, you know, <laughs> so that's kind of just. Yeah. Okay. So Jenny, I have a few questions because mm. you said something that I, I really thought I really thought was important. I think a lot mm. of entrepreneurs sometimes might overthink some things. I, I always say entrepreneurs are problem solvers, right? Hey. Yeah, right? Yes! So for me, I build a business around the, the idea of teaching people how to connect across cultures, you know, connect effectively across cultures, you know, which led to diversity, equity, inclusion, right. accessibility, but it was that concept. I, I felt right. like the problem, we don't know how to connect and we're always uh, using limited stories to, to mm. sort of painful pictures. Uh, yeah. Those, and then, you know, you led to this investigative, process of figuring out why and how to, to break down those barriers. But you, you're in love with the idea of connecting people to experiences and, and, and translating people's ideas into just magnificent events, which is a beautiful thing. But the way you broke it down, I could see how that could spawn into many experiences and, 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 mm. and exponential uh, firms. Like, like, like you right. said. But why do you feel like people don't simplify it that way? This is what I can do. This is the problem I want to solve. Let's jump into the deep end. I, oh, it, 
You know, Tayo, and everyone's so different, but I think that the common denominator when we're getting started is breaking through, right? Um, the the idea of having that shiny object syndrome, right? I feel like every creator and every entrepreneur, uh, we have a syndrome, don't we? Uh, and that syndrome has a lot to do with wanting everything to be perfect, yeah? And um, sometimes people get so obsessed with the idea of making something perfect or at least having the plan um, of execution so perfectly uh, that they actually never start, you know? Um, they just get kind of stuck in the shadows of the plan um, and the idea of what it's supposed to be, as opposed to getting the product out there versus getting the connections made versus getting the services, you know, delivered, right? Um, well, don't want to uh, listen to the feedback, right? In the very beginning, it's the feedback and it's the criticism, right? It's one thing to have other people criticize your idea. It's another for you to have your own criticism, right? Yeah. And um, when you couple that together, a lot of people aren't willing to listen to other people's feedbacks to actually better the product or service or whatever, you know, creation you're about to birth, right? Um, and so we stop, we stop there, you know? Um, and I think that people like you and I, right? Uh, and many more of us, we, we have to break, we break through that barrier, right? Um, by giving ourselves that validation, you know, of not what we entirely always want to, you know, manifest or what we want to actually birth to life as a concept, right? But we look at it from, it's not just whether I want to start this business, it's that the world needs this business. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Oh my goodness. So I, first of all, I had to change my relationship with uh, perfectionism. I, I remember mm. my pivotal moment was, I was a car accident in, in 2012. And, 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 I was, and one of the conversations I had to have with myself was, you got to let go of this fear of failing, right? This right. fear of, of not getting it the way you want to, you know, you want to achieve it. Or maybe this imagined fear that people are going to say, well, didn't you get this degree here? You're, 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 you're getting embarrassed. And I'm from Nigeria. So, <laughs> you know, there are a lot of eyes looking, looking at you. And then mm. for me, I replaced that with the, the fear of not being my fullest self, my, my highest self, you know, achieving my true potential. Because once you face that near death experience, the question that comes to mind is, well, have you done everything? Did you do what you wanted to do? And I was mm. saying, well, I haven't done anything that I said I want to do. I kept pushing it off. I thought that I needed yeah. to do this before I got that. And I, I, I had a different relationship with, with failure. I believe it was the late Nelson Mandela. If somebody, if I'm mm. wrong, someone's going to correct me. So <laughs> but my, my favorite ancestor and my favorite inspiration, Nelson Mandela, I, I believe he said, you know, I never, you know, lose. I only win or learn. Right. Mm, right. And it's that that mindset. And you said the other thing was listen. And I think the other person we need to listen to, you know, in addition to, um, you know, feedback is just ourselves. You know, sometimes we have the clues, right? You know, right. we have the clues in our childhood, in our past, in our traumas. True. Uh, many unresolved. See, we're willing to solve problems in the world before we were willing to solve our own unresolved energies, you know? And once we're able to, yeah, once we're able to resolve or at least acknowledge our unresolved energies, um, we start to project differently. We start to, you know, create these perspectives and perceptions of what it is that we're doing um, quite differently, you know? And, uh, uh, but no, I, I absolutely, I'm one with you and I, I, you know, all been there, right. We've all been there where we just kind of get in our head or we want everything to be perfect before it's actually out, you know? Uh, but, but when we change that perspective and we start to realize that, you know, we we're the ones with that idea. We're the ones with that ability to create that idea, right? Um, not just see that idea. And when we start to see it as a tool to deliver for those people in need, um, then we're backing up our ideas with great intentions. And uh, I mean, in my experience, and I can only speak in my experience, no, no purpose can fail ever if it has a great intention behind it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and if we, if we're only focusing on the outcome of everything we want, 
then the journey becomes quite difficult, doesn't it? Uh, but when we start to really appreciate the steps of the journey, the outcome is inevitable, right? Um, and it's always going to pan out in the way that we we visualize it, right? So that's my belief, though. Uh, that's, that's brilliant. So intentions, energy. You you bring those two terms mm. often, but I also know that you're big into manifesting and and the idea of, of creating those type of experiences. Again, here's that word again. Experiences. Yes. What, what, what it is, what, you know, what is it actually? Because some people would hear that and they'll say, oh, yeah, here comes Jenny with a woo stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are we, what are we talking about? You tell me I can manifest an apartment now or, you know, as my magician, but what is it? What is the misconception around this idea of intentionally creating an experience that we want to achieve? Uh, yeah. So, so for me, I mean, there's obviously many different definitions of manifestation and whatnot. For me, it's just as simple as getting clear with what you want, right? And it's building a bridge between control and surrender, yeah? So it's meeting, it's meeting the supernatural in the middle, right? It's meeting our universe, our God in the middle, right? Uh, it's meeting the God within you with the God external from you and being a partner, you know, uh, to be able to create everything that you desire to create, you know, um, that's my definition of manifestation. It's, um, you know, we as humans, uh, we tap into the survival instinct, don't we, to really want to control everything that we're, you know, capable of controlling, right? Um, but that's not entirely when we always get what we want, is it? Sometimes when you hold so tight, it really slips through your fingers. So my whole idea of manifestation is control what you can, but you have to equally meet surrendering, right? Uh, and allow yourself to trust in the process, right? Trust in the timing, trust in um, the supernatural, right? Trust in the energy to be able to guide you and, uh, you know, every plan you've ever, you know, created right uh to to birth something yeah you know and the best way for me to really articulate this tayo is that i you know planning events was tangible manifestation for me you know because people will come to me with this idea of what they want right which we all start with an idea of what we want in anything right and you know then you got to start connecting that person with the idea with the right place, the right time, the right people, right? You got to connect them to vendors and the, the destination and where it's all going to happen, where this magic is going to be birthed, right? And you kind of guide them through this process of like sending the right messages and, you know, visualizing this entire experience before it's even something you can touch, you know? So, I went through guiding each and every client through this process that I believe, you know, we as humans that, you know, work within the law of attraction, the, the, you know, with the universe, um, it's the same process, you know, uh, it's getting clear, it's knowing what you want, it's surrendering, you know, it's problem solving all the, the events that fall in your lap, right, good and bad, and, and experiencing magic, you know, you're such an, you describe yourself as an intuitive writer. I can see why, because we've come up with several book titles here, but this, this idea, this concept, the bridge between, you know, is a, is a control and surrender. I mm. That is, I, I can't get that out of my head. Good. <laughs> control and surrender. And you should do something with that. I don't know if a program <laughs> needs to come out of that. Uh, that's probably the title of this podcast. But <laughs> it is. It is, no, it, it, it's, um, it's a beautiful way to put things. And, you know, as a fellow writer, writing is my favorite mm. person I've been writing since I was um, a kid. I, I wonder if it's the same experience for you. With writing, I almost feel my most, I don't almost, I know I feel like my, my most vulnerable, especially with my poetry and my, my spoken word. It, it's the idea of uncovering layers that maybe I haven't accessed with my, uh, with my voice and just that. Mm. that reflection and putting uh, words to those reflection in on my keyboard or on my paper or my, yeah, or my notepad. Right. It's an, it's an interesting thing. But even when I'm observing, you know, if I'm taking notes from an episode or example, or I'm watching a show and I'm figuring things out and doing research, there's ability for me to see something that might be unspoken. Yeah. <laughs> and I can feel 
right uh, that that comes from writing but i don't know if that's the same experience for you well tyler let me ask you this because you're actually quite the intuitive yourself um you are you're very empathetic you know uh you can walk in a room and without knowing you tend to heal many people around you without yeah i'll take it (laughs) no really i mean and you don't even know you're doing it you know (laughs) and um but you, you tend to absorb uh, a lot of energies, but writing to you is, um, it's a relationship between you and divine, right? Your divine self. Um, have you ever written something and uh, you're just kind of in the flow, right? You surrender control on like what you're supposed to write, how you're supposed to write it, the grammars, the punctuations, you just kind of surrender all the, all the little details there, the fluff, right? Yeah. Um, but have you ever just sat there and, you know, wrote on almost like, you know, humans call it autopilot. Yeah. But to the point where you look back, right. And you read what you've written. Right. And you look back and you're like, who wrote that? Yeah. No, I have, you know, I'm in the process of writing my second book now, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story. So I, I live in New York city and uh-huh. this is pre COVID. So we, we, were, we were, I was walking down because I, I, I write poems all the time. I'll get an idea, I'll see something or a concept uh, and I'll right. hear something. I, I saw a painter painted something and I was like, oh, I need to write a poem about the art of our lives. But there was one particular experience. I was going to GNC, you know, <laughs> to, 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 yeah. get, to get a bar or something, I don't know, protein bar or something. And then I just had this idea to write something and I, it was time for me to cross the road, but I just stood on my side and wrote in my Evernotes until I finished. I don't know what happened <gasps> there. The red light turned, the, the walking sign turned, and I was going on and 20 minutes had passed or so. I was just writing and writing and writing and writing. It was getting to, you know, to winter time. And it just, I was like, I need to stay here and honor that. And I've had so many of those experiences that when right. I go back and read it, I was like, what the, this is, no. <laughs> that, no. that has happened to me so many times uh yeah okay well l- let's make sure you're you're careful you know <laughs> let's no, make sure I you're sure it was on my side of the road i didn't cross it i didn't cross it i, I you know it was right there and then i just stayed and it looked oh like- my goodness yeah okay so you're gonna love this title because it's so, so nice to get confirmation on you know some of these signs or these things that happen you know and and some people want to justify it you know with one way or another way but when for you specifically um, when that happens and you look back and you're like how did that come about how did that concept how did I just give a tangible right beating heart uh, to a simple sign, a simple idea, right? Uh, and you allowing yourself to just be on that flow, in that flow, and just, you know, continue to write through your inspiration. That's what I call automatic writing. Yes. And automatic writing is, uh, it's, it's writing through consciousness, right? It's really, it's writing through, uh, writing through your intuition, you know, and um, and you and and so once you know that that's wow, that's something that you have a gift for, right? Um, then you can really use it as a power to be able to, uh, you know, write with intention now going forward, right? You can kind of write a question. You can write, you know, any intention that you really want, like this automatic writing experience to deliver. Um, you start with the intention and you just kind of surrender, right? Uh, and then you'll just start birthing these beautiful words or, you know, these these play of words that's going to create something that you never even knew you wanted to, you know? <laughs> and it's amazing, I do this in I do this into myself. So, because I, I I give a lot of speeches these days, especially now mm. it's virtual. It's it's like oh, you do it this time. You do this. Of time. course. And at the time of recording this, we're in Black History Month. But so just for context, when the episode comes out, and people are like, wait, it isn't Black History Month. <laughs> but uh, it's, oh, Black heck yes. every day. it's Black History every day, folks. Every goddamn day, baby. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> But, you know, there'll be, there'll be times where someone asks me to reach out, hey, we, we saw a talk you did or you mm-hmm. like your book or listen to your podcast. Do you think you could do this? And I haven't thought of what I'm going to say or write. And maybe it's a few weeks out and I say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have an idea. 
And it's right. something that I've, it's, I've placed somewhere in my brain and I was playing around with. And then, you know, the, you know, going to flow, I was like, oh, it was meant to be this call. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it in two weeks. Mm. And I wouldn't know what I'm going to write, but I'll know at one particular moment. I don't know, it could be in the middle of the day or late at night, I'll wake up and I'm like, ah, I got it. And it just flows. Now, I don't always recommend this for everyone, but I, I have a level of trust. <laughs> I have a level of trust with myself now that I didn't right because before I would have been panicking yeah and then now you know even when it's a few days out uh I'm like oh yeah I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, it's going to come. Look at you. But, but I had to trust myself because I used to, you know, I, I have anxiety. And so I used to think about that. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what did I do? Why did I say yes? And then I was like, right. It's okay. It's going to happen. <laughs> but see, but see, that's, that's where control bridges surrender. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But we, and, and we, we strengthen the side of surrendering when we practice the art of resilience. Right. When when resilience, um, so people feel so entitled to not have problems. I f- I love problems, you know. <laughs> you can you can cuss on the podcast. <laughs> I was like, I f- love love problems. Um, no, I really do, Tayo. Like problems, uh, you know. I call them. You know, it's like we 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 seek these challenges, right? Because it's these challenges that build uh, layer after layer, right? This energy of resilience. And it's the resilience that gives you the conviction, not even confidence at this point. It's like with that much resilience, looking back and appreciating that journey, you're able to build the conviction of what you're capable of, right? Right. And when you're able to wear the cape of, um, you know, that resilience, it doesn't matter whether it's the night before, whether it's the morning of, whether it's, you know, an hour before, right? You just trust in yourself to allow the, you know, allow the timing of that process to just be what it's supposed to be, you know? And, um, and then, and for any reason, it doesn't work out with you, like, you know, through your expectations, then you birth another layer of, you know, knowledge, right? Or something that builds another armor of resilience. So it's just a perpetual cycle of only good if you continue to match the energy of control and surrender. I, only I mean, I think. Learn. I only learn. Yeah? This, I'm serious. You need to do something with this. The bridge between. <laughs> I think I will. It, it is so, it is so beautifully apt. Right to what's happening right mm. now, even with the with, with COVID, you know, mm. I, I, you know, I remember a lot, you're in the events business, so uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you you felt this uh, more than more than most. But a lot of times, I remember, you know, I was getting ready to do my book tour and all these things, and then there were mm. friends who were in the middle of all these other situations that all of a sudden couldn't do anything, and you just had to find a way to let go of the whatever control you were used to having and surrender to what would happen. And you right, adjusted, right. you adjusted, right? You, you, you know, you, you shifted into multiple ways, but that doesn't come if you don't take that walk across the bridge, right? So it's, 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 uh, hey, uh, you know, hey, hey, that's, that's, right? yeah, you know, you, you gotta be a little poetic with this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's, 
Tyler, that's absolutely what it is, right? Like, that's exactly what it is. And I feel like I'm not even on off the bridge yet, right? Like, you know, I went from, again, like 12, 11, 12 years of being an entrepreneur, right? Just sitting here building my companies, um, producing events, solving problems, being creative, um, you know, and once I mastered one thing, I wanted to start a new thing to master. And that was, that was my addiction. That was my obsession. Um, and then of course, when the pandemic happened, you know, I saw a lot of the people fall. I saw a lot of caterers and, you know, whomever venues and everyone just like, you know, fall off the cliff, you know, um, but it's one way to see it as that, or it's another way to just be like, hey, it is what it is. We need to pivot, right? And so that's how I got into TikTok. And that's how I, you know, just started to invest in putting my self, my entire self um, on the front, you know, of, of, uh, of the marketing plan. And, and, it, and it grew pretty quick, you know, I can't complain about it. But <laughs> you, know, you know, folks, she's a dynamic person. Now you got to check her out on social media. So uh, her Instagram and, t- and TikTok are going to keep you cracking up, but you're also <laughs> going to be getting an, uh, an, 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 a lot of knowledge in, in terms of, of just how to be yourself. I, I also started, I had TikTok before, but I, I started using it more during the pandemic. And, you know, I'm a goofy person. So I'm, yes. I'm not apologizing for what you're about to see. But <laughs> of course not. Oh, my God. I wanna, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to check you out. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm on TikTok, but I, but you, you blew, 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 blew up. So <laughs> please tell us what are what are the uh, the the things that you've noticed, especially for people who are trying to get into social media, but trying to influence people and, and build a brand. Well, what are some things that you can share in terms of real building a consistent, authentic brand? So, and, and, and I'll be honest, Tayo, my advice is not going to be for everybody and that's okay. Um, but it's going to be for the mass majority. And uh, the reason why I'm saying that is because I'm actually, they call me um, the uh, anti-influencer that's an influencer, you know? <laughs> um, just because, you know, I, I'm not crazy about a lot of these um influencers out there, you know, I'm just really not everything. It's, it's become a template. It's uh, starting to look and feel like uh, a template at this point. Nowadays, uh, anyone can be an influencer, you know, uh, um, but uh, the common denominator that I've actually seen throughout this whole process is um, that if you have an opportunity, right, if you got the right tools uh, and you have something to say, right? Um, don't look at your phone as something that you see yourself in. Look at your phone as a microphone, you know, because that's what it is, you know, just because there's all these different cameras for every other, you know, Apple version, you know, doesn't mean that it's a, it's a mirror. It's really just a phone. Uh, it's a microphone, right? Um, so I think that perception wise, if we look at, you know, our tools as something that we can talk through, right, and kind of get a message across, um, it could do some really good things. Right. Um, but again, uh, you know, I used to hire influencers for my events. I was never really like the one that wanted to kind of be out there per se. I mean, I knew that I was going to be out there. I just didn't know, um, you know, it would be this soon. Uh, and, um, but, uh, my, my journey has just been really intense. I got to, I started TikTok and I was just, I started doing just the, you know, trends and whatnot. Um, but I was doing it in my own way. And like, at the time there wasn't your, the ability to be able to really kind of speak through the phone or anything like that. It was just kind of doing a lot of different voice recordings. So I did a lot of trends and then, um, then they kind of opened up some features that really worked in my benefit. Um, and I started to do it you know, people start to react and people were kind of becoming obsessed with like my reaction to men and <laughs> men. Men. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, and I'm very unfiltered. This is, uh, I mean, you know, I'll be driving and I'll see someone very handsome and I'll be like, God damn, that is good looking. Oh, I'm 
poetically. And, um, and so long story short, it kind of just started to spiral from there. And then I started to kind of make these posts on like tarot readings and, and, you know, kind of bring in some spiritual touch, mm-hmm. right. Uh, spiritual kind of unapologetic voice to the spiritual community. And uh, I want to say, Taya, within like four and a half months, I want to say about five and a half months, uh, I went from, I just remember I was at 80,000 followers and then I skyrocketed to about 450. And then, and then it went from 450 to about 1.2 million in maybe like, I don't know, a month and a half. Um, I got banned and that was the, this whole thing. My fans kind of went crazy. They were like tagging. Yeah, it was cool. It was so cool though. They, they really defended me. I mean, to, to see the community kind of get together and like, you know, really kind of go after TikTok and they're like, no, this is not someone you want to get rid of, um, was really rewarding. Um, but my, my biggest, uh, and my only tip I think is, Tapping into the influential world, right? Uh, it's not competitive. Um, is it saturated? Yes. Um, are there a lot of lookalikes? Are there a lot of templates? Absolutely. Um, but the way to stand out is to do it in reverse. Uh, do the hardest part first, which is putting all of you, everything about you, everything about your persona, your personality, your quirks, you know? But but if you laugh in a very interesting way, put that out there, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. if you have if you have a very uh, expansive way of thinking, if you have a very wise soul, if you have a lot to say, you know, um, if you dance in your own very creative way, uh, whatever you think is your biggest flaw, I would say. Uh, use that as your first advantage, um, you know, and um, say all the things that you are always holding in and, and, and do it in reverse. Because the hardest part is starting to be an influencer, being entirely yourself. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like in business, right? Set your value as high as you can in the beginning, because you're not going to go lower from that number. You're only going to go higher, right? Right. So it's like the average event planner. When I started the company, uh, the average event planner was charging like 4,500 for like a partial event experience. Um, when I started my, my partial was at 8,500 and every year after I solved more problems and more problems, uh, I raised my value by like $10,000 to the point where within five years of my company, no, within seven years of my company, I was charging $40,000 to plan someone's event, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and that all came down to never, setting your value at the very average, always set it for higher. And every time you solve more problems and gain more experiences and learn new knowledge, just keep going up from there. Right. Um, that's the hardest thing to do is setting that value of worth, but from an influential standpoint, it's the same concept, right? Set that value of who you are from the beginning, because you can't take away who you are. You can only grow. You can only transform. You can only evolve from who you are, right? Um, but there's so many people that are doing it reversed, right, Taya? That's right. They, 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 right? Like they, they get into being an influencer, not showing who they are within the first three years, and then they try a little bit, and then they get backlash. Yeah. And people are like, whoa, that's not you. You're out of character. That's not you. That's not how you speak, right? Exactly. And then- And then it's like, you can't get through that net anymore when people already start to define who you appear to be, not actually who you are. Don't give people that power, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, the the idea of you is an evolving concept, but it is something that every one of us need to to tune into, right? It's a frequency Mm. to tune into, you know, values sometimes might change with more information, but that authenticity, when you reveal it, it mm. is, is, is better than, you know, when it comes as a surprise or when you let other people dictate you, right? Right, right. You have no foundation, you know, because um, if you consistently show up as a template and you consistently, you know, you know, put a filter instead of a, a mirror that's raw, 
Right. What, what, what's going on? I'm not, you know, you can use it. I'm not talking about people using it. You can use no, it. No, but I'm right. talking about filter the metaphorical sense. But it's, <laughs> it's, because I don't want anyone to say, diet just filter, to filter shaming. But, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm saying when, when you filter out aspects of yourself that, that, mm. that really uh, take away from, from who you could be, uh, it, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it might get you the, the money and everything that you want initially, but you're going to fill that void eventually. Absolutely. And it's and and you might as well put your most natural self out there on the line first, because that is who you're going to attract. Right. Like, I love my fans. I, I, I'll i be honest with you guys. Um, I do believe that I have the greatest fans in the world. Um, I, I personally and I'll, I'll, I'll say that probably till the day I die. And the reason I say that is because my fans are um, unapologetic. They uh, you know, they got a dirty mouth. You know, or they they got a polarizing personality. They got a great sense of humor. Uh, you know, they they and, and maybe not all my fans are comfortable enough to to live it through themselves. But the fact that they can live it through me mm. shows that. And the, I got all these people that are like, you're so funny. And I look at them. I'm like, God, well, you got a great sense of humor because there's a whole world out there, you know, yeah. that is so afraid to like this kind of sense of humor or at least you know, feel comfortable with that sense of humor. So you must be so comfortable with your sexuality, with your sensuality, with, you know, you know what I mean? Oh, the world is, there are many systems in the world that constantly is trying to strip you. Mm -hmm. This is why I got into, you know, the line of working men, which is, you know, Mm. fighting systems of oppression. And, you know, growing up the way I did, grew up in two military dictatorships, but I also grew up, um, in five countries and four continents, you just see that there are many people who feel like they should be something. They're supposed to be something. Mm. That supposed syndrome, as opposed to be, you know, who they're they truly are. And and right. that, that little gap there, mm. you know, when 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 you 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 realize that whether it's in your deathbed or maybe in your seventies, you're like, you know, I used to I used to like doing that. Right. I'm so glad that you're doing that. Don't ever let anyone do that. The money is not. Mm. You know, you always hear people say it. In, in, of course. Different Even entertainers or actors, you know, there were so many roles I wanted to do, but I, I felt like I needed <laughs> to do that. And I'm always trying to let people know that what might seem as the shiny object right now mm. isn't always going to have that shine years down the line. In fact, it might be gold-bladed or silver-bladed, not authentic. And then what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> when it starts exactly. peeling off and you see the rust. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that just came out of nowhere. I don't know where that came out of. <laughs> no, that, no, but you know what? No matter the shade. Yes. No matter the, uh, no matter the details, right? Yeah. You're always going to find someone that's going to appreciate that. Yes. That about you, that about this, right? And, um, I think that the the best way to go about all of this is just to be as open-minded as possible because once you get into the world of influence, you're not going to just influence on one thing. And if that's your plan, it's going to be a it's going to be a fucking short run, I'll be honest, right? <laughs> short run. You know, it's going to be you you'll be a sprinter on this one, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, no I long, don't know. There's no long this is right. No marathons here. You're not going right? to be Right. <laughs> that, that's what I mean, Tyo, right? <laughs> And we're all just trying to be a long distance runner at the end of the day. Right. We want to go the distance. And if we want to go a distance, when we when we want to go in the distance, right, as an influencer, it's to keep an open mind to influence, not just on one thing, but many things, because you as a human will evolve. You will change. You will have different interests. You will solve different types of problems that will be beneficial, beneficial for different people. Right. right? And so for me, I think that's probably the most important thing. It's like, get very clear with who you are because those are the people you'll magnet into your life, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other thing I love about your your way to influence people is you truly invest in these relationships. Because I've seen Mm -hmm. some of the questions and answers with with fans and I'll compare with others. You're... You know, you would call them, you do it, you go, go you know, whatever it is, <laughs> you're giving them compliments, you're actually engaging, you're listening. It's not a canned answer. You know, p- people feel heard, right? Mm. And, and that is why if you get banned 
on TikTok, they're going to be like, wait, what? That's not happening. Right. You're not going to take her off, right? Because they right. know, right? There's that level of authenticity there. And so people are afraid to have that relationship w- w- with, um, I guess, quote unquote, strangers is what they say. I would hear, they'll say, well, I don't want right. to, you know, you know, engage so much because you never know who this is, right? You have people uh, mm. have different fears, but I think you do it in a way where it's not like you're revealing your address or yeah. your, your private things, but you, you are still real though. And you're, you're right. listening and saying, right. this is what I've, I've, I've gotten and you show sides of yourself, but I, I feel like you have boundaries as well. Yeah. And I appreciate your observation on that because I, I do pride myself in um, this concept, which is it's not so much about how many people quote unquote, follow me. Right. Cause I've gained probably half a million followers that follow me just based on spirituality. And right. then I have gained another half a million just cause I'm simping on men, you know? So you know, it's like, so my target audience is all over the place, but what I'll say is that, um, I pride myself more so in, uh, you know, realizing that I'm I'm creating, but I'm also being created. Yes. Oh. Right. Like, yes, I'm creating the content. I'm creating the words. I'm creating the energy that is attracting. Right. But who I'm attracting is creating me. And so when I think about the people that are behind my social platforms, I think about every single person that is responsible for helping me become who I'm becoming. Right. And if that be the case, um, you can't treat them like numbers and you certainly can't treat them like, you know, uh, a bunch of robots that just send affirmations every day, good or bad. Right. Um, What I what I don't do, though, is I don't give life to any negative affirmation because we don't need more of that. Right. We don't need to perpetuate uh, rewarding uh, negative behavior. We can only perpetuate the rewards of acknowledging positive behavior, positive affirmations from those that uh, look up to you, right? Uh, or, or just want to simply love you, you know? And um, I see, I, I remind my followers all the time when I go live, I'm like, listen, you guys are the ones creating me. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget everyone that you're following that you're responsible for creating you know? Um, and, um, that's why I'm so big on like, be careful with who you're following, be careful with the energy that you are automatically getting a dose of every single day. Are they bringing you value? Are they, for some reason, is their energy making you feel more empowered, more alive, you know, more beautiful, right? Or are they robbing you of your energy? You know, are they making it feel so unattainable? Are they making it feel so unrelatable, right? Untouchable. Those are the influencers that you need to stray away from. Just cut them off, right? Because an influence is not something that you can't touch, right? Like, I'm not afraid of my fans finding me. You know, in fact, I had a fan, like, I was out on my balcony in my house once, and um, some guy was walking his dog. He's like, I fucking love you. And that was the first time I, <laughs> he, he, like, knew where I lived, you know? Yeah. And and yet I was um, because the reward of acknowledging the people that are creating you is so much bigger. It's so much it's so much more rewarding. Right. Than this hypothetical fear of someone finding you, love that. Love that. you know, creating while being created. Yeah. Bars. Bars. <laughs> That's what you say. Well, no, this has been magic, though. So I. Someone listening is wondering well, how they can connect with you. What are the things you're up to? So where can they find you? What are things you're, that you offer? And how can people, you know, build that relationship further with you? Yeah. So uh, I do a lot of perspective coaching, mindset coaching, heart set, soul set coaching on Patreon uh, and YouTube. So a lot of my YouTube videos, you can find kind of glimpse of, you know, my coaching sessions. And then it kind of evolves into uh, my Patreon channel, right? Where you can subscribe for whatever type of coaching best resonates with you. So uh, I have a channel specifically for business coaching. I have one specific for love coaching. Um, 
Um, and then also one just for spirituality. So you can find me on uh, Patreon. Uh, I am Jenny Chang. And then um, my social media, it's kind of all over the place, but my Instagram is Jenny Chang Gang. And my TikTok is I am Jenny Chang. All right. We'll make sure we put that in the show notes. And yeah, I'm looking forward to, to hearing what the, the listeners can learn from you. But yes. I can't let you go without this. This is my final question. And it's always, okay. it's always my mission statement reframed as a question. And it is. Use your difference to make a difference. So how do you, Jenny, use your difference to make a difference? How do I use my difference to make a difference? I use my difference to wake up as many um, indifferent people as possible, right? So, um, well, let me say that again. I use my difference to normalize being different. Wow. You know? Okay. What do you think? What do you think about that, Taya? I think that is, I mean, it's the reason for use your difference to make a difference. You know? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, when we when we put out someone that is, you know, so comfortable being different, yeah. right? We can only, and when we shine that, when we put a spotlight on that then it'll only, you know, unveil, right? Many other people to live differently and, and normalize being different and finding that as a treasure as opposed to a default, right? So I think that's my, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm channeling. I think that's, that's the answer for that one. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. This has been so fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Tyler. mine. Kings, queens, and royalty. Till next time, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.